Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, guys? Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado on another amazing episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are sharing and telling the real story of cannabis and hemp through the eyes of the entrepreneurs who are pushing this incredible space forward. As you know, it is our mission to share the truth about cannabis and hemp so that you can make empowered decisions about how you care for yourself, the people that you love, and the conditions that you may be suffering from, or otherwise take some responsibility for how you want to join the movement and being a part of this incredibly exciting industry. Go ahead and check us out at medicalsecrets.com if you're someone looking for products that you can depend on to deliver the results that you're looking for. And if you are a budding entrepreneur or a business owner in this space trying to break through some glass walls and brick ceilings or vice versa, that was a dyslexic moment, uh, go ahead and shoot me an email, sonia at medicalsecrets.com, and I will be excited to connect. Today, we are having a pretty interesting conversation with co-founder and chief medical officer of Companion CBD LLC, owner of North Scottsdale Animal Hospital, 3DBM Small Animal Hospital, owner of Desert View Animal Hospital, 1.5 DVM Small Animal Hospital, prior veterinary consultant to Mission Pharma, uh, Pharmacal, advised the company on the formulation of nutritional supplements for the pet marketplace, founder of UrbanBiscuit.com in 2011 through 13, online retailer of, of organic, green, and recyclable pet products, practicing veterinary and small animal medicine and surgery for over 19 years, business owners for 15 years, graduate of Occidental College and Oregon State University College of Veterinary Medicine, and internship at the Animal Medical Center in NYC in a small animal medicine and surgery clinic. Guys, we have just an amazing fur baby protector. So for all of you guys out there with pets who love pets and uh, have a soft place in your heart for all of our uh, family members, our four-legged family members, put your hands together and help me welcome my good friend, Josh Sosno. 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 Ooh, that was that was near a near butcher experience. How you doing, Josh? Good, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm really happy to have you on the show. Been a while since I had somebody advocating for our fur babies out there. I've done some pretty extent, uh, extensive research into who you are, what you're up to, and the numerous credentials that you have. Super happy to have you here. Why don't you give our audience a little quick and dirty on who you are and how you got into the hemp and cannabis craze? Well, uh, as you said, I've been a practicing veterinarian now for nearly 20 years, and um, I actually got approached by uh, a friend who was working with a CBD cannabis company, um, a company that wanted to get into this space early on. This is going back several years now. And um, from there, we actually designed a clinical study for the company to evaluate their products in pet populations uh, at around 10 clinics around the country. 
And from that, I began to see the benefit of CBD in, in helping to manage a variety of conditions. Um, so from that experience, myself and this partner formed Companion CBD. And as a consequence, um, you know, we've grown this company to try to provide CBD-based pet products to principally the veterinary industry, but also the, the general public to help manage a variety of conditions that either traditional medications um, fail to, to manage or to augment some of the things that are done uh, more traditionally uh, when practicing Western medicine. And why did you why did you decide to integrate um, why did you decide to integrate CBD? This is not like just a general subject that veterinary you know veterinary or human doctors or you know doctors in general and not necessarily so like yeah cool so let's start a CBD company or let's go ahead and integrate this into our clinic. What was the inspiration for you to you know first of all stay get open stay open and then you know fully weave it into the fabric of your guys's practice. Uh, you know, I had always been open to the idea of using cannabis in some form. Um, the, I think the biggest driver of forming the company came in the, when we designed the study. One of the key components was getting feedback from all the clients. We had about 100 pet owners that were involved in the study. And it was important to get their feedback um, as well as their evaluations in terms of how well their pets were doing. Now, the study was principally done with respect to osteoarthritis. And from the experiences and the feedback that we got from the numerous clients, both clients who were using more traditional meds and clients who were not using anything in their pets, we really, I really began to see the benefits and how this, this provided an option that was currently lacking in the marketplace. And from that, you know, we, we decided to, to, to move forward with Companion. Uh, you know, it, it turns out that, you know, we have a lot of great medications and, and Western medicine, we have physical therapy and we have a lot of alternative modalities, but no one thing is right for, you know, every patient. So we need to have a variety of options. And admittedly, this is also around the time when clients were becoming more and more aware of cannabis as medication or CBD as medication. So it was actually an easy transition to introduce it into practice. Most of my clients had either personal experience or at least knew about it so much so that it wasn't really, uh, a situation where you had to sell them on the idea, they were very much open to the idea already. Isn't that interesting I, how quickly things sort of progressed? I was not expecting this at all. I mean, especially since we had such a fight with cannabis, you know, Arizona wasn't necessarily the one who was pushing back so far, but I was a part of legislative development here in Colorado. And I'll tell you what, it was not an easy conversation or an easy couple of years while we ironed out the details of that. However, I'm noticing that with this sort of hemp revolution or hemp craze that's happening right now, not only are there, are, are there, you know, by the truckloads, thousands of people who are willing to participate, but there's also thousands of patients, tens of thousands of patients, millions who are really asking the tough questions of their clinicians to say, you know, how effective is this as an alternative treatment? What have you found? Um, what to you was the most surprising finding that you have found from a clinical perspective um, to see the positive effects of using a CBD-based product, either independent of or in conjunction with other pharmaceutical medications when it comes to caring for pets? I say the first thing is the relatively few reports of side effects associated with the use of CBD. That's not to say that there aren't patients out there who have experiences where they 
get diarrhea, vomiting, um, other things can occur. But, you know, whenever we talk about using medications long term, we always have a conversation with owners about the potential for side effects, both short and long term. And so far, we haven't had to have a very in-depth conversation because CBD seems to be fairly well tolerated in most of our patients. Um, and at the same time, it seems to play well with a variety of medications that we commonly use, particularly therapeutic medications, medications to treat osteoarthritis, seizures, and so forth, um, which is unusual at times. Uh, oftentimes, we have to sort of develop this careful balancing act to manage all the medications that we want to use in a patient to treat a variety of conditions. And CBD doesn't seem to complicate that matter. <clears throat> Is there a particular story that stands out to you that really like served as an aha moment for you when you were starting to toy around with CBD? There is. It was actually one of my own clients, one of my own patients, um, a golden retriever, an older golden retriever, uh, who was enrolled in the in the study I mentioned earlier. And one of the interesting things was that once the owner started the patient on CBD, and, and this was a patient who had not been on anything else at the moment, one thing she came back to, to tell me was that she didn't realize that her dog actually enjoyed going on walks. Um, she thought that the reason the dog never went for a walk was because um, the dog just didn't enjoy it. But it turns out when you added the CBD um, to the pet's daily regimen, the dog just the dog was in pain. The dog was uncomfortable. And by adding the CBD, it gave that dog the freedom now to enjoy walks, enjoy other activities the owner didn't think were possible. Um, and that was, that, I think, experiencing that was, was a pivotal moment because this is a client I had known for many, many years. Um, and it was so dramatic, her description of events, that I just... I, I was both surprised and pleased. And it was one of those things that really caused me to pay particular attention to owner's observations um, in this study, because uh, while we didn't perform the study in the laboratory, we were relying a lot on, on owner feedback. Um, the positives that we experienced were pretty significant, were very clearly um, strong uh, positive experiences that owners were having. That's not to say that some people didn't notice much of the benefit, but when they did, it was pretty profound. Man, I remember watching <clears throat> um I remember watching my friend's dog who had this debilitating tumor um in in his hips and they the doctors had told him, you know, the best thing to do is to put the dog down and they were like, no no no, there has to be something else. And these are two like pretty conservative folks who never considered getting involved with the industry, let alone, you know, using the product themselves. They had had some pretty um adverse reactions to say the least using cannabis based products, you know, paranoia or whatever. Um, they just didn't enjoy it. And so they were like, no, 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 we're not going to put the dog down. And then they started to give it CBD. And then they started to give it a one to one ratio with THC and CBD, and then moving more into a THC thing. Um, just because a friend of them, a friend of theirs were like kept pushing it on them and being like, come on, you guys have to try like, what's the alternative? You have nothing to lose. Two and a half years later, this stupid dog is still running around like a puppy. <laughs> it was like, I couldn't even, it wasn't a stupid dog, but I'm just saying that like, you think you get yourself all worked up and all worried and, you know, thinking that the end of life is near and you're like making all the preparations. Meanwhile, the casket is collecting dust in the garage and the dog is still playing, you know, running all around after, after using this thing that you would have otherwise never been suspect of. And it just continuously never ceases to amaze me that things like this are happening. And, you know, results are not typical. Every dog, um, Obviously, just like every human reacts to these things in their own way, but 
these types of stories always shake me to my core. Um, and, and, you know, also are pretty uplifting, right? When you hear these types of stories where you see an older animal suffering, suffering, and then finding a natural alternative for them that actually brings that puppy-like spirit back, I think is really, really sweet. And, and, you know, um, just such a better way to end that journey that you have shared with one another since they were a little puppy. I'd love to hear from you, you know, hottest topic in the world right now is the COVID crisis and the effects that this is happening on people's businesses. And I think that there's a lot of folks out there who have been negatively impacted by the COVID crisis. And at the same time, there's a lot of businesses out there who are, you know, making this transition into more of a web-based interaction with their customers and clientele and seeing actually a, a stimulus or growth unexpectedly in their company. What side of the spectrum are you falling on right now? How has COVID affected you and your company? You know, it's interesting that the the direct-to-consumer sales have actually increased during the quarantine. Um, unlike in, in you know the, the veterinary industry where we've seen a slight downtick in, in business, um, CBD-based business has actually demonstrated an uptick and, you know, the only thing that I can really attribute that to is that, you know, more people are at home, more people are surfing the web. Um, we've got more and more people who are probably spending time with their pets and observing things they didn't used to observe. And, you know, it's, they recognize the fact that, you know, we're still in many ways medicine, um, looking for solutions to problems, as is the case with, with COVID. And I think people are exploring the potential of cannabis and hemp alternatives, um, as one of those things that, at least with their pets, they can hopefully bring to bear to enhance quality of life in a way that minimizes risk. Um, you know, just to illustrate the fact that uh, when we put patients on medications called non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, a class of drug that's very commonly in use to treat patients with arthritis, you know, there's blood monitoring that goes along with that. There's always the potential for side effects. Well, if I can offer an owner, at least early in, in, in the disease process, an alternative, where that's not the case, they very much appreciate it. And they recognize the fact that, you know, we're really trying to do the best for their patients. Um, but at the end of the day, I think during this crisis, it really has more to do with people being at home, people spending time with their pets, people noticing perhaps subtle things they didn't use to notice because the dog spent most of the day at home by itself. Um, and that's leading people online where they can find more information about, you know, more progressive alternatives like CBD and hemp, alter and hemp extracts. Yes. Well, I'm I'm noticing for sure now that I'm home a lot more. I'm like, fuck, man, my kids are spoiled as shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so I'm just I'm only I'm I only say that in the nicest possible way. I'm like, God dang, man. <laughs> Good thing that mama's back in town because I'm gonna start whooping and just close my eyes and start slapping around here if you guys don't get in line. You have first you have four kids at home too, right? I do have four kids ranging in age from about four to 15. Oh God. It sounds like we're in the same bad rom-com right now. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's actually more like groundhog day every day. Um, same thing over and over and over again. And uh, yeah, it's a bit, bit of a challenge needless to say during the quarantine. Are you uh, making human biscuits now with um, high high milligram dosages of calm that ass down uh, for <laughs> for babies or what? I have to admit, it, the thought has occurred to me. Um, 
it, uh, you know, if anything, I'd love to be able to put these kids on a treadmill for two to three hours a day and just exhaust them. And have, that way they spend the rest of the day slumped over on the couch, not bothering anybody. Yeah. We're going to need you to bring in some of that exercise equipment from the clinic and uh, let's strap these kiddos up and one after the other. Let's, um, let's get that train going because I'm telling my three-year-old, my 17 year old is laying on the floor as we speak. I'm almost positive that this is the scene downstairs laying on the floor face down with the cell phone in his hand as if it were connected and fused to his body. The three-year-old probably has makeup from one side of her face to the neck if it's not on some other piece of valuable furniture in the house. And she is probably running circles in spirals. My teenage girls are nowhere to be found because they couldn't be bothered with the scene if, they, uh, if I paid them. And I'm telling you, somebody's going to come in here hungry in 15 minutes and I don't have any food for them. <laughs> <laughs> It, it sounds oh too familiar. Oh too familiar. I, I right now I, I could I can tell you, my fifteen uh, year old uh, is well she's in her online school, but the twelve year old is glued to the PS4 like um, his life depends on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the Matrix. We should just plug him into the brain. Right. Right. <laughs> right now it would be a lot easier than trying to play the role of the teacher for four different kids. I'm telling you what, we don't get paid enough. I don't, the government didn't um, take into account that we've recently acquired three other full-time jobs since the COVID crisis shut us down. What's it been like for you and your family? What kind of, uh, what kind of preparations or precautions are you guys taking right now? Um, You know, obviously following the um, shelter in place orders that are there. You're in the medical space. So you understand, you know, cellular mutation and all of these incredible things that happen in, inside of us mammals that are putting at us, putting us at risk right now. I'd love to hear what's your opinion of this whole process. You know, the, the biggest thing that we're doing is making sure that the kids are religious about washing their hands, especially when we go out for a walk or for a bike ride. Um, we're really minimizing their exposure to other environments. Um, the, you know, occasionally when we're at the grocery store, we will wear masks, um, but we're just trying to be practical um, with respect to limiting our exposure to large groups of people in places where we could come in contact with, you know, folks who are potentially ill, um, which obviously, as you pointed out, isn't easy because we're spending most of the time at home looking for things, creative things for kids to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, even at work, in my work environments, you know, where when we interact with clients on a curbside basis, we're wearing masks, we're making sure we wash our hands religiously, we're trying to minimize the interaction with as many people as possible, um, and still try to conduct business as well as we, as, as, we, as we would want to, providing the service the clients expect from us, um, which can be a bit of a challenge at times. But um, the nice thing is that people still seemingly have accepted these changes and haven't complained and recognize that we're doing it in the best interests of our staff. Um, because if I don't have my staff, I don't have a place to care for their pets. So, um, it's, it's been nicely received and, and I, you know, I have to really thank my clients for that because some of the changes can be uncomfortable and difficult, especially when they have sick or ill pets. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. It's, it's somewhat of a ghost town where I am. Um, and I'm in a, <clears throat> I would say neutrally, affluent area in the sense that it's like, like, you know, 50 years ago, it was probably considered the country part of Denver and, um, you know, one of the nicer areas to live because it has bigger yards and things like that. Um, 
but but in today's day, it's probably pretty average sort of living quarters. And it is a ghost town around here. People aren't, you know, they yell at each other from across the street to say hello. Um, you know, the parks are, are shut down. It's somewhat of a ghost town and it's a little bit surreal. And my three-year-old is telling everybody, the police told you you can't go to the park. <laughs> and if you get sick, they're going to put a stick in your nose. <laughs> She's like, and she walks around with her little play mask on from from her little doctor kit. So it's pretty interesting here. We're doing our best to keep a light heart about it. Uh, Companion CBD, the name of your company. What are the products that you guys are producing specifically for pets? And have you integrated anything in for the pet parents? Thus far, we focused strictly on the, the pet market. Um, I, as a veterinarian, wanted to design products initially for the specifically for the veterinary market, but we've since expanded um, those to the overall pet market, um, so we can sell them direct to consumer. Um, the line of chews that we use right now um, that we formulated come in different a variety of different strengths, which is necessary depending on the size of your pet and the condition that you're treating, since the dosing varies quite a bit. Um, the soft shoes, the treats, um, come in strengths of 5, 10, 20, and 40 milligrams, uh, which gives you a fair amount of flexibility when it comes to dosing different conditions. Um, but everything that we produce currently is a soft shoe based product. Um, we have a number of lines that we've designed that we want to introduce here sometime over the next, the course of the next 12 months. Um, the economy and world, uh, assuming the economy and world are, are ready for them, things haven't gotten completely crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, we haven't really branched out into the human side of things. Our focus has really been the pets and the vet market. That's good. I think that, you know, many, many folks have said notoriously that the riches are in the niches. Um, how are you guys marketing to stand, to stand apart from the rest of the industry right now? It's a crowded space. Everybody and their mother has some sort of CBD product. Uh, and yet there are a few brands that are really standing out. So one of the things that really made you stand out to me when I was doing my research about you know, CBD brands and specifically CBD brands for pets was the fact that you have your live in-person clinics and, you know, as well as your product line. Um, How are you marketing yourself outside of your clinic is my first question. And my second question is what kind of advantage do you think you have um, on the, on the industry in the way of product companies because you have your built-in clinic? Uh, the first thing is it, what marketing to veterinarians has really taken the form of providing continuing education lectures and seminars, um, both at a, at a local and national level. Um, I've spoken to many large groups. I've spoken to small groups of folks, um, um, again, mostly veterinarians, educating them about the benefits of CBD and hemp-based products. So from that, people get to know us, Companion CBD, and um, oftentimes we'll choose to use our products because of the education that we're providing. Um, one of the big advantages of the education is that it, it, it's what's called race approved. So um, veterinarians get continuing education credits when they attend it. Um, that's been the biggest way that we've been reaching the veterinary community. Um, and from that, there's also been a fair amount of word of mouth as well. The direct-to-consumer, honestly, has been reliant more or less on social media. But as you pointed out, everybody and their brother has a product out there that they're trying to sell, and it's a bit of a challenge. So admittedly, our 
goals, our, our marketing has not been heavily tied to the direct-to-consumer market, um, but it's out there for people uh, should they choose to you know, pursue more information or want to contact us directly. As far as the advantage, I think that the, the most significant advantage as a veterinarian, I approach this from a clinical perspective. Um, when it comes to the formulation of a product, I'm thinking about my clients and what would be easiest to administer to their pets. And also when it comes to dosing, which is key, um, we're trying to follow where the science leads us. Um, oftentimes in the CBD and hemp industry, there's a lot of anecdotal recommendations that are made. And if you sort of scratch beneath the surface and try to understand where some of the dosing recommendations are coming from, you're hard pressed to find a good answer. So I think one of the things that, that really helps us is that we're clinically driven mm. and um, we're trying to rely on the science, both on the human and the veterinary side to guide our decision-making processes as far as formulation of the products and dosing recommendations. So good. One of the things that stood out to me when you were when you were sharing um, is the fact that you are really educationally driven as you're marketing to veterinary clinics. How many veterinary clinics have picked up your product thus far? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm not the sales guy. Roughly, roughly. Um, in the dozens. Nice. Very nice. And um, what kind of education are you putting out there in the form of webinars and stuff? Like what do you, what for you are you noticing to be a theme in the kinds of questions or concerns or what are the things that veterinary clinics um, and their owners want to know from you before integrating CBD into their clinics? The, the biggest thing is obviously how to dose the product correctly. Um, oftentimes what people come across online is grossly inaccurate or severely underdosed. So they want to understand what proper dosing requires of them. Um, something as simple as, as understanding that the products need to be given twice a day versus once a day because of the pharmacokinetics and how the, the product is metabolized in the body. Um, simple things like that are things that people are wanting to, to learn more about. The second thing is what conditions potentially um, CBD can, can help manage, um, the a fair number of people who inquire about CBD are already aware of it with respect to arthritis, but there are plenty of other conditions in which we can use this, this particular product, um, or this type of product, I should say, uh, to, to, you know, to manage disease. Um, but I think the the third thing that, that clients are really interested in is, you know, what risk does it pose to their pet's long-term health? Um, you know, it's a, as I pointed out earlier, conversations about long-term side effects or adverse effects are important whenever we administer medication and clients are very aware of those things these days. So we need to make sure that we're trying to provide a product that potentially has a lot of benefit, but has, you know, relatively small risk associated with it and explain to owners what that entails. Um, so I think those are the things that owners are, are, are most interested in, in, in learning about. Um, and then of course there's the whole process of, of trying the product. I mean, we still have to use the old tried and true method of trial and error, um, to see if the product is really going to benefit the patient. Sometimes that means making dose adjustments as we go along with administering the product. But, um, ultimately a little bit of trial and error is necessary to see if, if a CBD based product is the right choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It makes sense. I've noticed that a lot of clinics are just wanting to understand 
you know, the safety and efficacy of products. They're not really certain of what's in the product or how it could affect, um, you know, any of their patients, animals or humans, the same, the same concerns are across the board. The next thing that I'm, that I get confronted with quite a bit is, um, you know, the dosing challenges. And then the final thing is, you know, any chemical reactions to medications. Are you finding that they're in clinical trials with humans, we have found that there are a few different medications that do actually create adverse reactions. And they tend to be involved with like heart medications, for instance. Um, have you noticed with when it comes to um, working with fur babies, are there any concerns like that that you have around, you know, conflict with medications or are the dosages that you and companion CBD work with low enough that there isn't anything to really be concerned about? You know, some of the same classes of drugs that are used in human medicine, we use in veterinary medicine, things like anti-seizure medications, anti-anxiety medications, um, medications for certain GI disorders. And so in theory, you can see um, uh, an alteration in metabolism if you would co-administer CBD with one of these other drugs. Now, I have to admit, I have not seen that in practice. Um, and with respect to some of the heart medications you had mentioned earlier, we don't typically use those in veterinary medicine because the diseases they treat, we don't typically see uh, in our veterinary patients. Um, that's not to say that with, with more widespread use, we won't begin to see more contraindic contraindications or medications in which um, co-administration would be a problem. But thus far, it seems to be a pretty safe choice. Um, and admittedly, one of the things people have to realize is the physiology of a dog and a cat is extraordinarily similar to the physiology of a human. So if we experience problems in one species by co-administering two drugs, there's a fair chance we may administer, excuse me, we may experience the same type of problem in another species. So we're very cognizant of that fact and we draw from the human literature whenever we can, um, particularly when we have a complicated patient who's on multiple medications. Yeah, that makes really good sense. And how do you alleviate somebody who perhaps is not so familiar? For instance, if you're working with a clinic that is in Alabama and they haven't had as much exposure or opportunity to really see the culture of cannabis that's cultivated around the legal cannabis market, um, let alone the CBD market, which is still pretty fresh and new in those communities, how do you address those types of you know concerns or uh, hesitations that somebody without that amount of exposure uh, would have? How do you talk about that and sort of soften the edges? You know, from our perspective, we go to the veterinarians first um, because, you know, the, the, the veterinarian is still considered a reliable source of information for the pet owner. So we try to educate the veterinarian who in turn tries to educate the owner as best they can, um, hoping that since the message comes from a veterinarian and not from a, a, sor a random source online, it has not only more credibility, but comes across um, from somebody who, you know, the client already has a fair amount of trust in. And so we focus on the veterinarian and trying to provide them with the best type of education and in so doing, have them reach out directly to their clients. So it's a, it's a more organic approach than trying mm -hmm. to just post something online. But we think it's the right approach, especially as we're trying to manage sometimes complicated conditions with multiple medications. Um, you, need your, you need the input of the veterinarian to sort of strike that delicate balance and make sure we're not doing any harm. 
Yeah. Makes perfect, perfect sense. Um, you have done an incredible job creating a position for yourself in the future of medicine. I believe, um, you know, many people are quite resistant to it while others are jumping on the opportunity to integrate something new into the fold. What would be some key pieces of advice to budding entrepreneurs? Um, you know, whether they have an established business that they want to integrate something like hemp or CBD into, or they're just getting started and trying to consider what their path in this space could be, what would be one or two key pieces of advice that you could offer them to help them make that, um, you know, firm decision or quantum leap into a success? I guess the first thing that comes to mind is that raising money is difficult um, and, <laughs> and, 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 and continues to be difficult. Um, you know, it's never an easy thing to do. Um, but with that said, uh, I think one of the things that helps to distinguish our product lines from uh, other companies is the fact that they're science-based. Um, we're really trying to go to the literature and use the literature as a guide rather than just try to formulate a product that we put out to market. Um, we want to see clinical improvement because we understand that if the client sees the benefit of the, of the product that we're using, they're going to continue to buy the product on a recurring basis. Um, and you know, one of the biggest things I hear about pe- from people who have tried CBD-based products before is the disappointment with the fact that they didn't see any benefit. And when you start really delving into why, it usually comes down to it was the wrong choice of product, it was the wrong dose, it wasn't the frequency of administration was wrong. Something really simple that could otherwise be avoided by um, just again putting a product out there, slapping a label on it, just to have have something to sell. Um, I think one of the other keys is transparency, is to explain to people why you're doing what you're doing. Um, you know, why are you formulating the products the way you do? There has to be a reason for it. Um, and if you can't get that type of answer from an owner, um, you know, excuse me, from a company owner, I, I think that's, that, that's a concern. I think the third thing is um, you have to follow the science. You know, right now we have our principal line of products which uses CBD isolate versus a full-spectrum hemp extract. And the reason for that is that most of the science concerns the use of CBD itself uh, in veterinary medicine. So we're trying to follow the science and produce a product which is evidence-based um, and easily dosed rather than trying to um, take advantage. And granted, this may change in the future, but we want to take advantage of the entourage effect just as much as anybody else. But we want, we want to understand it to a much higher and better degree than we currently do. And we don't want to mislead people by providing a product that truly may or may not have the proposed benefits. So we stick to the known science. And in this case, it has to do with this use of CBD. So good. Well, I think um, a piece of advice that I would give to you guys as you are starting to consider integrating CBD into your existing businesses or jumping feet first into an opportunity like this, you know, and, and to be clear, my advice would be different, you know, three months ago than it is today. So today's advice for you all (laughs) Um, is in the face of adversity, we must unearth opportunity. And where the traditional face of business is going to be changed forever. The practices that we have to adhere to, the the way that we will socially interact. There's the uh, pre-9-11 sort of method of conduct, post-9-11 method of conduct. We're going to have the pre-corona method of conduct, and we're going to have the post-corona method of conduct. And so I think while we are considering considering your entry or participation
education into this industry that you might consider brushing up on your computer skills because everyone is going digital. And the companies who have made that seamless and by the way, it's not seamless for anybody, but for the people who have made the seemingly seamless transition online and have focused resources, there are a bit ahead of the curve. If you have not yet integrated into the online space, I highly suggest that you start to make that transition because it is the only way for you to remain relevant and in the face of multiple consumers who are looking for your type of product. Um, From there, you need to be cultivating content, whether it's by being on podcasts, starting your own kind of podcast, writing articles, doing Facebook lives, posting on social media channels. However it is, we have more control over the reach that our companies, our brands, our visions, our missions have because of this little thing called the World Wide Web. So I highly suggest that you start to integrate those and develop those skill sets so that you can stay relevant because there's no telling how, you know, if, if we open the country back up in August, November's right around the corner and everybody's going to be talking about the flu shot all over again. However, there is no Corona flu shot yet. So um, until Uncle Bill Gates comes out with something that's solid, you know, there's, there's not really any treatment for that right now. So I highly suggest that you guys get ready for the future of business, which will be more e-commerce based rather than, you know, brick and mortar. Um, that you know, and the three different ways to stay in business or to get into business. Number one is getting a job and developing the new skill sets you need to be relevant and needed in this exciting industry. The second is to tailor your existing business, very similar to what you have done, my friend. Um, tailoring your existing business to integrate hemp and CBD into it. Now you just so happened to start another business in the process, um, but you had an incredible platform to launch from. And so I think that's a beautiful example. And then finally is to start your own business, which again, you have done. Um, and, and it seems to be that that's where everybody wants to start, but there's just, there's so many other ways to get involved in this space. And I really, really implore you guys to carefully assess what resources you have, what skill sets you have before making the jump into the space, because you're absolutely right. It is not easy, Josh, to raise capital for this industry. And people really, really struggle when they are undercapitalized and don't have the proper team or timing calculated into the runway that they create with their resources. Um, Where can folks find you, Josh, if they are interested in following your journey or testing out some of your products? So they can find us through our website, companioncbd.com. I can be reached directly at josh at companioncbd.com. Um, we have a tremendous amount of information. Um, we're putting together a journal library as we speak, um, that people can have access to that shortcuts the need to do a random search throughout the web. Um, but they can contact me through, uh, one or both of those places for more information. Sweet. And, um, and finally, what is your guys's big goal for the year? What are you guys working towards this year? Um, to, uh, stand apart? Like what's the big milestone? We have several other product lines we hope to introduce before the end of the year. Um, the COVID situation notwithstanding and, um, several product lines designed to to help manage specific conditions, both for the, the consumer market and for the veterinary market. Amazing. Super excited to be in celebration with you guys as you see those things come to fruition. Obviously this is, um, creating, 
challenge and opportunity for the right types of business owners. So I'm sure that you're going to be one of them that are standing at the finish line with us and super excited to get to know you and to share your story here. Any final thoughts before we end today's interview? Uh, it's just that, you know, I think from a, from a medical standpoint, from a scientific standpoint, CBD is still something new. It's new for a lot of practitioners, um, because of the types of brains that we as veterinarians have, we always want to see evidence, uh, hard evidence before we begin to engage in a conversation or prescribing something that's new like CBD. Um, and while that's still developing, albeit slowly, uh, in, in, in the industry, um, oftentimes with something like this, it's the anecdotal experiences, which initially help guide us and, you know, keep that mind going forward. Um, it's, it's, you know, there was a struggle at first. Now people are more amenable to the use of CBD and, and cannabis related medications. And I think over the coming years, we're going to see that continue to loosen. So we look forward to it and we look forward to being part of the industry as a whole. Yay. Round of applause for you, my friend. I'm super excited to be shored up and shouldered up with an entrepreneur like yourself. Really excited to talk about some further collaboration as well as our, um, our uh, website is called medicalsecrets.com. And we talk about the best kept medical secrets for... Um, so far, our focus has been humans, but this year, especially with the crisis of COVID, we've been wanting to integrate a lot more information about, you know, family wellness and holistic approaches towards self-care and, um, you know, self-maintenance and how to prevent and also reverse chronic illnesses or ailments. And I'm really wanting to integrate some education and information as far and, and further resources for the um, pet industry. So would love to talk further about that offline. You guys who are tuning in, don't get to hear that conversation. So stay tuned for our announcements. Um, and thank you again for spending your, your morning with us. We're really excited to have you on the show and to be in collaboration and congratulations for all of the change that you've already created in your family and community through this incredible plant. Well, thank you very much for having me today, Sonia. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. And for those of you guys who are tuning in, thanks so much for being a part of our Medical Secrets family and Hemp Revolution community. We live to serve you every day with the truth about cannabis and hemp and will continue to do so um, right here on the Hemp Revolution. Season two will be the Hemp Revolution live, which we broadcasted live across all of our social media channels. It will be the Hemp Health Edition. So we will be talking about all the things that you need to be aware of when it comes to keeping a healthy, happy family all of the different products um, or methods or recipes that you can utilize in your journey to transformation. Now is the time to take full control of how you feel and function on a daily basis. Check us out at medicalsecrets.com for more information. And if you are a budding entrepreneur or business owner in this space, Sonia at medicalsecrets.com is where you can reach me. I'd love to have you on the show, find out more about your story, and I'll look forward to connecting. Shoot me a message, Sonia at medicalsecrets.com. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Sonia Gomez. And this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you on our next show, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, 
we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution and we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live. 